Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the week and scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live from a overcast, chilly Sydney Portier over uh, afternoon Sunday. We've just witnessed history coming at you live from Melbourne. We've just been sitting up and watching the fight together via WhatsApp. Uh, I bought the fight and then hooked you in via my coffee table and a phone. Say hello to Jack Muir. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Beautiful. Oh, uh, same. What? I'm just in what? shock. Yeah, it's a phenomenal uh, sporting moment, wasn't it? Um, yeah, brilliant. And thanks for putting the old uh, phone on the coffee table. How good. Uh, yeah, look, I think it's we. I think even the most diehard league fans out there that want to hear about um, uh, this week's round would be interested in that in that fight. Just a huge upset. In fact, you mentioned about the Buster Douglas Harrods say it's the biggest upset since then. I think, to be honest, when you think about it. It's actually a bigger upset, isn't it? I well, mean, I, I think that although Buster Douglas and you've probably seen lots of the thirty for thirty lately, um, whatever it was called, sixty six to one or something. Um, Joshua was paying a dollar twelve because I was actually looking at thinking about punting it. I just couldn't find anything worth punting. Ruiz was actually undefeated until we fought Parker a year ago, and I think he's only maybe f- lost once. But fuck, from um, from the first round, he just teed off through a lot of combinations, a lot of speed. And then you just saw that look. Um, he got knocked down for the first time in the third, got up, and he just said, basically, fuck this. I'm never going to get a chance again in my life. I'm going to throw every... Basically, whenever you see an underdog in a boxing fight, he did what you want them to do from the couch, but they never end up doing. And yeah. he yeah. took it to Joshua, <laughs> knocked him down. Joshua got up again in the third, so that was the second knockdown of the, of the round. And then he got him again at the bell, and I think that really, they ended up saving Joshua by the bell. But you arguably could have actually ruled him out before then, and then got him down twice in the seventh. Um, Joshua just had that look on his face that he was he had nothing left, and, and if Ruiz got a couple of combinations on him, which he ended up doing, two more knockdowns. I think it's maybe not as big an upset as Douglas, but in the moment, it still feels just as amazing. And um, Joshua came at the end of the fight. What a gentleman he is. One of the, probably the great guys of sport. And um, there'll be a rematch soon. But the con- confirmations around the chin of Joshua. Fuck. I mean, Joshua comes up against the likes of Wilder. Um, and he catches one of Wilder's bombs. Fuck. I mean, you could easily see, although he's a, just a fucking built from granite, his career could go south pretty quickly with a couple of bad knockouts, couldn't it? Yeah, but that that's the that's the sport, that's the, the, the dangerousness of it, a bit like league, why we love it. Um I just love it how it's just thrown an absolute cat oh. amongst the pigeons of uh heavyweight boxing. All these promoters that try and 
breed their uh, their fighters for the the big payday. Yeah. That's all up in the air now. It brings Joseph Parker back into play. It brings um, Dylan White. You know, uh, Dylan White. It brings back uh, uh, Ortiz. Um, you know, so, King Kong. So it's all of a sudden we've got an early nineties to mid nineties oh. heavyweight sort of scene going on. And I read just before that. So Joshua turned down forty million to fight Wilder. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's so. Well, why, I get it. You know, you don't want to have to fight a guy like Wilder, but if you're going to be the best and you want to be undisputed and have a legacy, as if you know you're one of the greats of all time, you've got to take care of a Wilder. I just think that. I mean, fuck! I would love Floyd to see May, Fury. Floyd May. Floyd Mayweather, wonderful boxer and all that, mm. but the legacy he left us or us the sport of boxing with this unfathomable um, uh, like uh, worship of the O in your record mm. is sickening and has ruined the sport for a lot of um, purists. And Mayweather has to cop that on the chin. Yeah, look, if you're going to go um, zero at the end of your career, good luck to you, Kalzagi as well, but. If you look back in history, Rocky the Mountain. fighters that everyone, all punters respect, are the ones that have had a few losses at the end of their um, at the end of their record because people know they're going to get into a brawl. They know they're going to be they're courageous, they're um, warriors that are prepared to put everything on the line. You, you're not a real. Um, you, you have to have a couple of um, L's in boxing, don't you? Just to sort of, I think, define yourself. And you know, your fighters that come back from it, you can go right back to Sugar A. Robinson. Those guys. I think he fought two hundred twenty-five times or something, um, something yeah, yeah. insane back there. But you know, a loss shouldn't be looked at as career-defining for Joshua. He's gonna no, just. He's like, gonna have to find his way back. It's probably via this rematch. But um, it's like fire trucking yourself after a big night. You know, pissing your beard like. Yes, it's embarrassing you to go put your clothes, uh, your sheets in the washing machine, but you're going to be a better person for it. Yep. Like you're going to end up when you come home from a big night, you're going to make sure you go for a piss. Hundred and ten percent, great analogy. And I remember I I've only fire tracked myself three times, all when I was fourteen years old. You know, when you're just yeah. getting blind drunk, week in week out. Um, fun fact about me fire trucking, they were all away matches at my mate's house um, in spare rooms, yeah. and all three of them, I didn't tell them. So obviously the mum comes in two days later and I, has to clean the sheets. I touched on this, I think, last season, right, um, about uh, hotels. Yes. And when you, you you get too fired up on the first night, you need to know where the toilet is. Yeah. So you have to get your bearings. And what happened? Room. Yeah, you didn't get your bearings, what? did you? They don't get your bearings, so you're like, wait, you've had a massive night. You get, as I think somebody mentioned, they go, you, you know, when you go to a trip and you get too fired up in the first night, you just dump your bags in your hotel room. Yep. You basically don't even know where the toilet is, and then you come back, you crash. It's pitch black. You and you wake up at like four thirty in the morning, and you're like, you don't even know where the light switch is. Let alone your phone. I think you you um. Look up Urban Dictionary and find that under the name of Defic Hotel, um, which was a very popular show last year where um, you explained what happened. Um, it's all in the name. You're adding defecation and hotel together, you get Defic Hotel. I'm just looking across at the screen now and I'm looking, you know when they do, um, they turn the cameras on the commentators as they're commentating? Yep. They look yeah, like yeah. fucking stunned mullets. Like, what, there's nothing during, like combat During sports. the fight, oh. yes. And they were English too. What, they were the English commentators. Say that again, sorry, mate. Uh, were, were they looking at them during the fight or post the fight? 
during the fight. So um, they're just doing the post-match breakdown now and they're showing their faces. And, you know, combat sports, and I think UFC is at the most ridiculous end of the scale in terms of upsets and, you know, punting and, and betting outsiders and that. And boxing, probably not quite because there's so much more can happen, I guess, in a UFC fight. But let's bring it back to our game. Um, the blood's rushing here. When you see it, when you see a prize fight, there is nothing like it. You know, the, the, the really, just the rush of blood and, and the and the need to go out and drain a couple of schooners and just talk about sports. Talk about there's, there's nothing like it, is there? No, there's nothing like it. <clears throat> um, but bringing that level of upset back to that's probably what our game doesn't have. Um, I think the way of probably the final series and because it's a team sport. Um, you know, you just don't get enormous upsets. You know, if the Titans beat the Storm during the season, there's probably, you know, a few reasons why they do that. Not when both teams have their best teams on the paddock. There'll be a few sort of situational factors that might go into that. By the time you get into the finals, you know, those days of 1v8, they're gone. And that's probably the closest that we had to getting just pure, um, you know, oh, upsets. Agree. Okay, complete disagree. And this is you with your purely NRL focus. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me just give you a couple of examples. Tonga beating New Zealand 2017 World Cup. Fiji beating New Zealand. <laughs> Don't bring that back. To the final. Bradford beating Leeds about three or four weeks ago mm-hmm. in the Challenge Cup um, fourth round. You need to open your mind up to other parts of league than the National Rugby League, mate. Yeah, fair call. Cool. I'll cop that on the chin. Um, bringing to the NRL stage, well, though. And, and, and at the pinnacle, mm. when New Zealand beats Australia. Yeah, I think maybe when New Zealand started to like beat Australia in the mid-2000s, the first couple of times, because we hadn't had it for so long, they, for us, felt you know euphoric and enormous victories. But these days... Um, it has to be a pretty big stage. I think that's also the stage of heavyweight boxing. When the stage and the build-up's so big, unfortunately with Test League now, you know you don't have a 65,000-seat sellout. You have a probably 22 to 23,000 crowd, which does limit the, the upset atmosphere if, it, if an upset does happen. Back to the NRL, you know, there was something nice about the one plays eight, wasn't it? You know, 2008, the Warriors beat the Storm, at Tara and Nikau lower left leg stadium, yeah. lower right leg stadium. Um, the Eels beating the Dragons, the start of a, a phenomenal 2009 Eels run all the way to the grand final. So back-to-back years we had one plays eight and, and win. And I think that's probably the very reason why they changed the back to the from the McIntyre to the AFL system. Um, those, those upsets aren't really replicable now these days in the modern game, are they? No, no, correct. But I mean, this, uh, for instance, they've went back to the um, uh, the Ferguson system. But the, what happens with the Ferguson system is you actually don't have um, like one versus four. But I think, uh, as, as we've talked about, our game is quite, still quite stratified. So let's say Souths will probably play someone like Eels round. Like if, if it was the McIntyre, mm. I'd say, oh, well, they, the Eels won't make it. But yeah, someone like a C, it's going to be a C uh, division team like the Eels. Mm. The Eels meet South would be a big upset. Yeah, it would. But it's not. It, when it's a, a knockout, it's a double life system. So 
you know, I guess cherish the the moral of this is fucking just cherish these moments like the heavyweights moments because you just don't see them. You know, you see this kind of moment once every 10 years. And that's why you should go and watch a fight on a Sunday with some mates at a pub. And that's why you should go out and watch sports as much as possible. Because when you, when you get rewarded with something like Ruiz beating Joshua, there is nothing like it. And I remember watching uh, Wilder Fury. Sure, it wasn't, you know, an upset on any form, I guess, of this, this kind of spectrum. But just the highest you drama, get. It was the drama. The drama. Yeah, that, that that and I still and and it didn't, didn't sink in at the time for me in that fight. But now when I watch a replay of um, Tyson Fury getting up off the canvas, the more you watch it, the more incredible it is. Insane, absolutely insane. Hey, you can see that the recording lights on out the front there. <laughs> That's good. You got that off eBay too, did you? Did you sort that out? Recording yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah. Hey, kids, this is the recording studio. Get out. Okay. Um. So, have you watched much of the league in this um, broken up uh, state football round? This needs a name. This round, these rounds, don't they? I don't want to call it the Origin period. It just needs something like to really talk to the standard of footy that it is. You know, and it almost needs a sponsor. Like your major sponsor is getting bad rub off from from sponsoring the NRL yeah. during this period. They should so maybe Telstra, drop it down. If you can Telstra don't get it over these rounds, you can go down to somebody probably a a, a, a lower Indeed. tier telecommunicator. Come- telecommunications company like Laker or something. <laughs> or or um, Libera, or what, what's that one? Ligera or oh, something? Well, yeah, it's really cheap to uh, ring home back to Pakistan and India. <laughs> I mean, maybe Motorola makes a comeback and um, you know sponsors these tiers of rounds. It's dog shit. And I had to yeah. walk away. I've, I barely saw the Friday night game. Hey, the dog's... <laughs> Dogs Raiders game was actually okay, I thought, and then the Thursday night, no, nah, the Thursday night game we couldn't really handle because, and then South Power was okay. Um, it wasn't. It's not flash footy, is it? But you know, if you're South, I guess the big takeaways for me is if I was a South Sydney fan, I could not be happier because they're going to get a couple of losses during this Origin period, and it just gives the team brings the team back to earth, back to the pack a bit. Um, they were always going to get a loss. They had won an unsustainable amount of games on the trot. Um, they'd won something ridiculous. Where'd they lose? They lose round three to Manly, so they won about yeah, seven no. on the trot. Uh, round seven, I think it was. No, shit, no, it was earlier than that. They'd won, a, oh, they'd won like, quite a no, good. No, no, they that Manly between rounds five and eight. It wasn't that early as round three. Okay. So if I was a South Sydney fan, I'd be happy. Back to the pack. Um, they're probably going to drop another one during this period if it's not um, if they don't have a buy. But generally now there's a, there's a standalone weekend, so you're only going to have to have at the most one game during the Origin period. I've just worked out. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you do have well, then there's arguments whether next week's round you're actually getting disadvantaged because, for instance, South mm, it's a full round. And they the players backing up, but in my experience, I think I said this last week's show. When when you get players that play um, state football, especially the early years ones, mm. it's a big thing on your uh, like a feather in your cap to play well mm. um, the week after. And I th- I've noticed that, especially so I could see Cody Walker um, playing on Wednesday night, and then whoever the I'm just checking who Rabbitoh's got next week coming out and just playing really well because. 
it's almost like he he's in that stage where he has to step up for the team, and mm. he, they've got the pub game this week actually uh, against pub game uh, against the Knights. the Knights at ANZ. What a cracking yeah. best pub game of the year so far. Quote, and that'll be a full house. You know the Nova Castries will turn up. And interestingly no, you enough, you can't fill out um, ANZ Stadium during the fucking middle of the year. Come on. Oh yeah, sorry, it's South. Fuck. Yeah, that's why the fuck is that? Anyway, okay. So no Thursday night game this week, which is uh, now gutted because they're having a Monday game. Um, Doggies Illawarra, uh, Saint Illawarra, Illawarra Dragons, because that's actually um, Queen's birthday, which is a fucking weird fucking holiday to have, isn't it? Yeah. So Monday just we've got the doggy like, call it, call it um, Indigenous Appreciation Day or something like Reconciliation yeah. Day. Yeah, why not? Like it actually means more than a fucking old bat in Windsor. Hmm. It's not even your birthday either, is it? It's it's one of the uh, retrospective queens that they've just kept. If if if, if um, Scomo came out next week and goes, guys, um, we're changing the. Uh, it's we're still going to give you a holiday because all the workers will, will blow up otherwise, but. We're going to change the name. Like to, and let's just say they call it, um, I don't know, like barbecue, or no, 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 Immigration Appreciation Day, for mm. instance. So celebrating all the immigrants that came to Australia and what they've done for cuisine, sport, um, all that sort of stuff. Who's going to get up and fucking moan about it? No one, because Australia oh, is no. a nation built on immigrants. It's brilliant. Old people will. Old um, Anglo-Saxon old people go, no. We're disrespecting our, um, our British heritage. I guarantee it, mate. And they yeah. still vote, but, but so we'll, we'll count it down to them. It's like anything. If there's anything to vote on, you're going to get someone complaining about one side of the spectrum. Um, back into back into the rugby league. Back into Souths. Back next week. Um, as I said, so they'll be pretty. They'll be pretty comfortable in terms of backing up after NRL. Nothing screams loving backing up after state football than the Melbourne Storm. And Cameron Smith, for me, he basically typifies backing up from um, State of Origin, even though he's not playing this season. He never wanted to miss a game. And I think Ballyache rest, tried to rest him a couple of years ago, and he said no. Um, and he just always plays. He's the ultimate professional, is he, Smith? It's, it's sad that we don't have him in the cauldron of um, the Origin Arena this Wednesday, which we'll get to the game preview. But... Um, that's a massive plus for the Storm, isn't it? Because they actually do have such a huge amount of Origin players on both sides. Um, actually, no. Do they have New South Wales? They've got, yeah, Ado Car. Um, okay, yeah. So, Smith's well, not... You talk about this, just to let our listeners know, you're talking about this because the Warriors have them next week in the back up, in the, uh, in the Leaker Mobile round. But, I mean, the Labara Mobile round, I should say. But we always... we the Warriors always get the storm in the back in the Labara mobile rounds. Well, we we don't necessarily because we always get them on Anzac Day. So yeah, you see, no, you we seem to be right. Play, backing up, yeah. We play the storm twice. We always play the yeah. storm twice, which in, in itself is unfair. Yeah, we, we we tend to play them pretty close together too. But fuck, that's the, that's the luck of the draw. I'm I'm pretty sure teams actually when they put the requests for the draw, they actually ask. Because it's about money, right? And and I've always, you know, there's two sides of the coin. If you've got a winning team, crowds t- turn up. But, you know, some teams look at it and they go, right, I want to play the Broncos twice and the Storm twice and the Roosters twice because that gives us the biggest crowds. Where I would rather look at it like, give me the easiest teams twice, get, game, uh, get games that I can win, 
and crowds will come. Mount Smart, Auckland is a fickle, very fickle rugby league market. And when the Warriors are winning, people turn up. When they aren't, they don't. Simple as that. There's Correct. a very small, die-hard group of fans that attend Mount Smart week in, week out. Yeah, okay. I don't know what your point is. Neither. Um, we were talking about, yeah, fuck it, let's move on. Um, we'll get to the big game, which is on Wednesday. Something that I did want to cover off, and I've been getting hammered on this. You know, Every time I bring it up, people go, drop it, drop it. Most of them are New South Welshmen. I've had a couple of people agree with me, and I did mention it last week as well, but Luke mm-hmm. Carey, right? So I'm, I want to talk about Brad Fittler and his big selection policies and you know, bringing culture back to the team, which apparently is why he didn't pick Blake Ferguson, who's the form winger of the comp, and he might have had a couple of average games at centre, but he's the form winger of the comp. Maybe with Ado Carr, he's starting to really kick on. But Fitler's talking about who he wants to pick and what kind of person, and, you know, it's not uncommon for a coach to come out and say something like that. But it sticks with me that no one has had the balls to call Luke Carey and say, so... So you're really keen on playing for New South Wales now? You, you wrote a letter to Queensland, uh, to the NRL and to David Smith at the time to overturn the rules, the eligibility rules about you having to New, uh, represent New South Wales because for a year he was going to the courts trying to represent Queensland. Um, it was probably about four or five years ago. So they're prepared to pick him and he would have been the first person picked. It just injury ruled him out, unfortunately. And I think what's even worse is that, have you seen the footage of Jack Whiten from last year? Mm, what, when he was bashing that bloke at the yeah. outside of that camp? The guy, was, the guy had nothing to do with Whiten. Whiten just basically just bullied, intimidated, and just bashed him outside of Canberra nightclub. He got stood down for eight or ten weeks. So, cool, he's fine to pick. But Fergo, who had a couple of beers, didn't do anything apparently by all um, reports as well behaved when he had those um, couple of beers with Dukes and apparently maybe didn't join the emerging origins but obviously clearly wants to play so they're going to pick a Jack Whiten but not Blake Ferguson where, where does that sit with you in terms of am I making a mountain out of a molehill or you know they think there's generally just double standards from um, from Fittler where does it sit with me? Um, look, I know this is something that you're quite passionate about uh, bringing up, and, and I think good. On, I mean, good on you. Um, it, it obviously, I'm not. A, I mean, I, I'm not emotionally attached to state football, um, and either you. But it's a very good point. Um, but I think Blake Ferguson. Like, I, if you compare the two, Jack White and yes, I watched the coverage. It was hard to. Um, understand what had happened beforehand. Uh, I think it was a wake-up call for Wyden. Like, it seems his attitude even on the field's improved a bit. Um, Ree Ferguson, yeah, look, mate, there's going to be double standards everywhere. Life's not fair. Uh, but, yeah, the, back to the Kerry thing. I think if you're a... You're right, though. The New South Wales fans are just putting their head in the sand about it, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's literally they don't... He didn't want to represent them, and... No one. I just want a reporter to go, so Luke, when did you decide that um, you really you were fine representing New South Wales and you had let go of Queensland? Why doesn't he even have the balls to ask him that question? Has it ever happened, uh, well, I'm just going to put you on the spot and say, well, what about Brent Webb? Um, you know those times were, we could we basically, with the Kiwis back then, we just took anything that we could get. We, could, we barely still, fielded a team of first graders yeah. back then. 
Brent Webb never would have come out and tried to not represent New Zealand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I you do, know what? I, it's, with Queensland, New South Wales, it's pretty... It's fucking, you know, it's one or the other. You, and you die and you, and you live and you love the state that you grow up supporting. Um, that's why I find it a little bit tough to stomach. You know, it is hard. And I think, and I, to be honest, Ree Harry, I'm going to congratulate you to bringing it to the um, the media attention because it, you're right. It's not just the New South Wales fans, but it's the mainstream media that are continuing to ignore it. Mm. If I was Queensland, I'd be asking those questions all the time. Like, actually, yeah. get it a bit of disruption. I mean, I. I have to say, though, have you seen much of Kevin Walters this last week? Fuck, he's a moron. Like, <laughs> I just think moron is the most perfect word to describe Kevin Walters. The guy is, like, he's on the spectrum from, he is not, he's not right in the head. He's just not right in the head, even when he commentates. But this professional life coach, coach whispering person, he's dropping five grand a day on him. You know, the same guy. An hour, that, hour not a day. Five grand an hour. The same guy that apparently did it for the the Wallabies and um, an A League team. I've seen a photo of him. He looks like a fucking second hand car dealer from Townsville. Like gross as fuck. And um, he has been telling them. Obviously, this big thing is don't refer to New South Wales as New South Wales. Call them the other team. And like these leagues that you know have been trying to follow Kiwi's instructions, they're almost laughing. It's it's actually. A reverse jinx on Queensland, and I think it's done the opposite effect. Um, and I was sort of going into before I saw that I was thinking that Queensland were a sneaky chance of you know boiling over and beating this New South Wales team. But I actually think what Kevin Moulders has done is just going to blow up in their face, and it's going to really fuck um, motivate the likes of Trell, Teddy, um, Addo Carr, and Cody Walker. And I, th- I think that New South Wales is going to roll them, and that's just one of the stupid things that Kevin Moulders is one of the many stupid things that Kevin Moulders has done. Yeah, look, it's. I saw him the other night on NRL three sixty or something. He, he was like he was on some sort of drug. Um, mm. He's obviously decided that that's his strategy to try and uh, get uh, some one-upmanship. Uh, oh, look, good luck to him. I, again, I'm not as a detractor as much as Kevin Waters as you are, but yeah, it, it just it seems for, for my perspective, it's just contrived. Like he's he's not being himself at all. Yeah, he's panicking up there in the moment. And I think that that press conference or that interview that you're referring to, I saw that mentioned by a lot of different people and they said it was just bizarre. Like it it was almost like he was on something um, or having like a meltdown on air. So um, it was, it was like that. And then the same show, it reminded me of, fuck Queenslander funny, when they, a couple of years ago, when they name, they do these dinners and they name the Queensland team and they, this happened a couple of years ago. You might remember it, where they had that really trashy, kitschy music, and then had the players walk up to accept their jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> and there was smoke coming out. But, uh, uh, name um, DCE captain, yeah. and then they had and the and the, uh, the P. What's the guy? The the PA or whatever the guy. The, what's who's the creepy? What who's the guy? That, the MC was fucking retired. A. Eh? He's just a, what? They're just different. There aren't they? What Sam Friday was the MC? Yeah, the MC like and like having big fireworks and that to name DCE uh, captain. Oh. Um, it's 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 going to be incredibly. Um, it's going to be a fucking interesting origin. Like this one here, that does look like in terms of like real 
um, origin experience across the board, I'd love to know a stat, but it feels like, you know, this is almost dating back to when you had those, you know, fatty Vorden origin sides when Super League War was going, and you had just a huge amount of class um, and experienced players that weren't available. Um, it does look like if you counted up all the origin caps in both teams, you would have fuck all experience from origin. It just like, I mean, you go through line by line, there's not that many people that have really been, you know, here year in, year out in the origin arena, especially with your Cronks, your Lockie, uh, Clonks, Slaters, Smiths removing from Queensland, and I guess over time, your Gallons um, and some of the more experienced players walking away from New South Wales or um, moving on. It sort of... OPS. OPS? No PS. No PS, yeah. Mitch Pierce, obviously. How do you see it um, from the get-go? I'm just going to run the teams first, and then I want, you, I want your take on who's going to win and why. So, Ponga, Tedesco, Oates, Cottridge, Morgan, Mitchell, Chambers, Morris, Gay Guy, Adokar, Munster, Walker, DCE, Cleary. Let's just stop with the back lines. Where do you, Can I just say, you know, gee, I hate it that you go winger, centre, centre, winger, but um, I actually think the Queenslanders have an advantage there. I think they might. I, I really think they might. And, and do you reckon it's down yeah. to Munster, Cherry Evans versus Cody Walker and Nathan Cleary? That's probably Munster, where it starts. Cherry yeah. Evans, Ken, the guy that I know you don't like, but he's fucking good, Ponga. Oh, don't say that I don't like him. I just said that he's been unfairly elevated to... Um, unnecessary heights by Fox Sports but he's an excellent player and in the last four weeks he's actually getting up to that level he's been sensational Ponga Tedesco is, is a brilliant battle um, Oates and Cottridge pretty even there um, Gay Guy and Car, interesting um, Trell will I be marking Chambers again though and he bullied he bitched him Rehar I've got no doubt that Cottridge will make Origin but uh, make um will take to it like a duck to water. But, um, you know, I guess at this level of rep football, you still don't know, do you? You just you don't know until they actually play it. And I, that's why I think Oates would have it over Cottridge because Oates has yeah. actually shown he, he can do it. I remember like Nathan Merritt, right? You can keep saying, mm. oh, he needs to play Oates and he can't play because he's not playing because he's indigenous. But then he just couldn't step up. There are mm. some players like that. Mm. Steve Turner reminded me of another one. Morgan and Chambers versus Trell and Morris, you almost think that could decide it in many ways. If Trell does what he did to Chambers last year um, and Morgan holds his own against an elderly Josh Morris, um, I think, I mean, Josh Morris is going to be a really good um, just temperature gauge for the whole series because he could easily step up and hold his own. But then, you know, I think after they got picked, he didn't look... He's had a couple of really standout games for the Sharks, but... You could easily take advantage of him too. Um, he's not what he once was. But overall, you'd almost say Queensland have got the advantage with the, with the backs. They're also at home. Then I think... Yeah, well, if, if I'm Kevin Walters, I noticed what the Storm did against the Roosters in the whenever the round was. They played round six. Mm. Um, they actually put Curtis Scott on Littrell Mitchell and they seemed to get a better result. Mm. So if I'm... If I'm Kevy Walters, I wouldn't even... Because I think there's actually a mental block there for Chambers. Can you just put Morgan on Mitchell? 
I think they'd be swapping sides if they did that. And I think Morgan's a little bit smaller than Chambers. Even though Morgan's not a small guy, he's actually got pretty decent frame on him. Um, yeah. But I don't think that's Chambers, the way they're playing. Chambers is, is Mitchell's bitch lately. Yes. He's done it, he's done it two big games. Me. Yeah, three big games lately. Um, then, interesting, I thought, from the Queensland um, selection was to play Jai Arrow at prop, um, who's a noted lock. And I guess it doesn't matter as much anymore with middle forwards. It's just a number on your back. And Josh Maguire at lock, who started off his career as a prop and could have probably comfortably gone into the front row. And then you've got Ben Hunt, Josh Papali in very good form. Felice Kafusi's a very good player. Matt Gillett coming back from injury, but he's looking pretty good the last four weeks. Versus Clemmer, who's you know up there as the best prop in the game at the moment. Cook, Vaughan, Cordner, Frizzell. Jake Turbo, I'd say advantage New South Wales in the forts, and on the back of Damien Cook, he's going to decide the game, don't you think? Yeah, advantage New South Wales based on a little bit more dynamism in the forward pack in terms of just fast, big bodies and the Damien Cook factor. So I agree with you, um, but, you know, uh, if it turns into a just one of those state football... <sighs> Yeah, I, I agree. New South Wales have the advantage there. It's gonna look. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be a cakewalk for New South Wales at the end of the day, is it? Absolutely not. Um, it's gonna be a very, very close game. I'll just run through the interchange because it's interesting. There's some names that you probably wouldn't have picked a few weeks ago. For the Blues, Jack Whiten, the aforementioned Jack Whiten, Payne Haas, who we talked a lot about last week, Cameron Murray, who's been an absolute superstar this season, Angus Crichton, who. I just think he's just a guy. I, I don't think that Angus Crichton, I think he's had the benefit of playing for two really good teams, the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. You know, I think if you threw Angus Crichton into a Titans team, um, you just wouldn't see much. I, I, I'm not sold on Angus Crichton as a representative football player. Um, I think he's very I lucky. I sort of disagree with Crichton. I saw enough of him at South to show that he is a class act. I think he's just... You know, when you go into a salary cap of that size, you just you are just another guy. But I think at another club, he would be head shows class. Okay, um, but this is a real shocker for me—a surprise. Moses Inby in the in the interchange spot. I know they've had a lot of injuries. Um, Joe Offerhangarway, solid prop. Dylan Napa been there for a few years now. David Fafita, I guess he's the the Maroons' answer to um, to Payne Haas. Now, who do you think's got the advantage here? I'd say New South Wales. I'd say New South Wales, but I mean, I've had to think about the Mbaye selection. I don't, I actually don't mind it too much. The other option was Milford, but Mbaye will lift for this uh, for rep football, and he's mm. he is versatile. And they do take, talk about he's a leader, and plus, it just adds a bit more diversity to the to the state football arena. Fuck, I tell you what, so I've just had the um, pay-per-view boxing on, and it's finished. And it's like some sort of cruise ship um, reality series has started. And it's, gee whiz. Glamours. You, you wouldn't want this. It's called Below Deck Mediterranean. I mean, that just says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> Mate, it was just an extended ad, actually. I was like, fuck, I might have to send my son back to bed. Um, One thing I did have was, did Foxdale still have the um, 
Playboy and the uh, what? What was the other channel they had at like Sky in New Zealand? They would make more oh, money now. There was a channel called Orange, and then they started and running music. You mug. No, but like for a while, Orange after dark, after twelve a.m. There was like yeah, oh, your soft right. porn. Um, Richie Diaries. Richie Diaries is is one that I want to talk to. So in one of the flats, we it was like they were doing a Telstra promo, um, and they were coming up with a, a rival to Sky who was the, you know, your Foxtel of New Zealand. And there's this thing called Telstra Satin. And basically, you could get a decoder for every single room for an extra five bucks. So we all did it, five guys and five different decoders in each in our room. And it just so happened that one night, it was probably like a Tuesday, we were all watching Red Shoe Diaries at 1 a.m. at the same time. We all came out, and this is unbeknownst to us. Um, but those soft pawns back then, they were... They were as soft as they come. Like the porn generation these days would just laugh at what we had to endure back then, wouldn't they? Yeah. Hang on, how did you know you're all watching Red Shoe Diaries? Maybe one of us came out and said, fuck, did you? It was a real weird Red Shoe Diaries. Like it was actually set in like the start of it because they had like a little bit of a story. It was like quite 80s soft porn. What was the theme of Red Shoe Diaries? Like you put them on and you became just really horny. What was the... There was some I, sort of I thing like that about know. the red shoes. I don't know, but the, this particular one was bizarre. Like, this lady was getting chased through an abattoir of, like, frozen meat by a guy with a knife, and then eventually some guy saved her and, you know, obviously soft porn and shoes. But, like, I think one of us went out and said, Jesus, we're all weird red shoe diaries last night. It started off in a meat works and there's frozen carcasses everywhere and then someone else goes fuck i was watching that before you know it five of us are talking about it because we we're all watching it unrelated <laughs> unbeknownst at about 1 a.m on a wednesday freak occurrence but um those are the benefits i guess when you're you know 20 year olds in sync um watch yourself porn back to back to queensland um digress i think if queensland win this game they're gonna if they could jag this one at home Real dangerous signs for New South Wales because the second game's in Perth. So New South Wales don't get a home game until game three. That there is a real advantage for Queensland, don't you reckon? Because because Queensland are paying over two dollars seventy to win the series, I'd get on them. Yeah, it's it's a real Queensland thing to do because it's not as though, you know, we're in New South Wales, the New South media are gonna be pumping them. You know, they're heavy favourites, I guess, with the people in New South Wales. But I think as, an, as a bipartisan, no, not bipartisan, as a neutral observer like we are, it's a lot closer than you think, isn't it? I do think New South Wales should be favourites, though. But it's going to be very hard to win in the cauldron in game one. But let's talk about facts as well, right? There's a guy we both know that loves talking about facts. Mm. And the facts are Queensland have won, what, 10 of the last 12? Yep. That's a fact. You might talk about, oh, you know, Billy Slater, Cameron Smith and all that, but Queensland win, and they know how to win. So, mm. yes, New South Wales won last year, but, you know, they, the facts are Queensland do like winning these series. If, if, if they win New South Wales, I feel like they'll do it with speed. I think Tedesco, Addo Carr, and Damian Cook, they're just probably the three quickest players on the field. Um, yep. Queensland don't have that outright speed. They've got big... Bodies like a Corey Oates or you know, um, Kong, Pong is more of an agile player. He's probably got a good top speed, but you know Ben Hunt's not going to beat you up down the, out the middle through dummy half, is he? He's going to be a distributor. He's going to give you nice, crisp, clean, pa- uh, no, clean passes. But he's not going to run. Hunt's, 
But Munster could. Munster could. Yeah, good call. Cherry's going to control it, but I think that you've got Cody Walker and he there can, too. And, and Cherry, he can control. And the thing, Cherry can beat you. He can beat you as well. He's speed, he's good. You know that. I love Cherry Evans as as a player now. I think he's still questionable as a guy, but yeah. um, it's going to be a big one. I think, as always, you know, I think I've done this for the last few years, always punt the points under on Origin 1, people. It's going to be a real low-scoring one. Um, punt the unders. Hopefully a bit of rain leads up to it. It's always a good punt. I think I give the slightest of edges to New South Wales but it would not surprise me to see a Maroons victory, and that would really um, that would put the Blues into um, a bit of a tricky position to go out in Perth and win in Game 2 um, before they come back to New South Wales. Just a couple of little points. I'm, Sorry, you go. I'm going to tip the Queenslanders, to be honest, on Game 1. I think they can... I think Coach was just going to get it done for them. Fuck. Coach Walters. <laughs> oh, Kevy. Kevy, so, Kevy. hang on, it's that time of the uh, week, uh, Rehari, where this week you've only got a 50, you've got a 50% chance of getting this uh, tip right for the Sunday afternoon. It's been a real um, comedy act, hasn't it? Me tipping on a Sunday afternoon. But, I mean, I'm not going past the Titans, and I'm going to say, put your house on them. The Titans are going to win this one. No Michael Morgan. Yeah, I agree, Titans for mine. But they don't have the arrow, but yeah, anyway. They don't, but they got Wallace, who was probably a bit of a surprise to miss for Queensland, really, wasn't he? Uh, he's been shit this year, Has and he? a big reason why they are where they are. Interesting. Okay. Mate, we're, we're on borrow time. Um, I just want to hit a couple of things really, really quickly, fast pace. I was having a look at the Dally M um, medal on Thursday evening, Friday evening, and there's odds at Sportsbet. Mitchell Pierce is the favourite at six bucks. Cameron Munster seven, Teddy eight, Cameron Smith nine, Damien Cook nine. I had to scroll down the ladder. Kalen Ponga is fifteen dollars. That's fucking ludicrous. I mean, that the way that the media and the people that are the media that pump him up are the very people that are the on the judging panel. So I just think this is just a real chance for everyone listener, every listener of the show, just to put a cheeky little punt on that and sit back and let that, you know, come and pay for your end of season footy trip in September. That is juicy as fuck. Is that is that stupid at fifteen? Well, he's obviously a little bit behind at the moment, isn't he? He might be. I'll have to go and have a look at the points, but it doesn't for me. It means that Pierce is obviously getting some of the points, but Pierce is a little bit injured now, isn't he? So Pong is going to have to carry that team. And, you, and your great players always make runs near the end of the ladder anyway, don't they? Your early season Dalian winners... Oh, so now, you, oh, hang on. so now you're calling Ponga a great player? I said your Dalian players. Oh, I did say great players. He is good, mate. I just think he's been over, overhyped. Don't fucking keep yeah, no, going back there. I'm just sort of winding up. I know, I'm just winding up a bit. Um, and the last sort of thing um, I did want to say is this, this player power movement for me is... It's getting too big, and, and the game needs to introduce rules, and there's one obvious one for me, to, to regulate the power back into the hands of, a little bit more equally into the hands of the club. You've got guys like DWZ and James Roberts in, in different ways are forcing their way out of the clubs, right? They're just basically saying, I don't want to play for this club anymore, I'm, I'm unhappy. And the clubs basically are just forced to say, okay, yep, you're open to go and negotiate and look for another club. And sometimes if they're lucky, the new club pays a portion of their salary. But they actually get no long-term benefit from nurturing. You know, Penrith have nurtured DWZ from a very young age. 
This is why you should be allowed to trade players. You know, if DWZ goes and signs with the Eels, you know, they might pay some of his contract in year one, but they won't do year two and three. And essentially they've lost, you know, what is a not a blue chip player, but a pretty good sort of prospect, and he's still young. They should be able to trade him. You know, they should be able to go and say DWZ's on the chopping block, just like Bronco should say, James Roberts, he's on the trade block. Um, we're looking for centres, you know, obviously young centres that can't get a first grade game, or who wants to take a pun on James Roberts? Clubs need to be able to get something back for these guys, and they're just walking free. What's your take? Well, I, I just, I think I've discussed this with you before, like, Brisbane could have traded... Uh... But you can't trade players. Well, you can effectively. I mean, is that what the rules say? I don't think there's an official... You can't officially trade players. I think there's been agreements where with Maloney and... Hang on, uh, they're trading for cash, effectively, so... But not not really. under a contract, right? So he's obviously on, I don't know, 500k a year, and he was getting paid that monthly or whatever it comes into his account. So he's... So he's went and talked to South and said, look, I'm actually under a contract for the next two years. Um, you're going to have to talk to Brisbane to allow me out of this contract. It's not like he's just walked out on his contract. Yeah, but, but they don't get... So th- let's just say, whatever's happened, they've signed James Roberts thinking they've got a guy for three years. And he gets unhappy so fucking what? People are unhappy in their jobs all the time. They work through it. Sometimes they work through it, sometimes they don't. He signed a contract, so Brisbane should be able to get something back for that asset. They're not getting; they're just losing that they asset. Are. They're, they're not, not having to. That's going back to neutral. They're not getting something in return. They're going back to neutral. They're going from a positive position of having someone under contract to a position of neutral where he's not under contract. Now, but, the on. opportunity now, cost of having Roberts under contract and wasting time and effort in him, they could have signed fucking Curtis Scott or someone else two years ago, but they chose to invest in Roberts. They need to be so able to get something So they made the wrong back. decision to invest in Roberts? Nah, that's bullshit. They had Wayne Bennett at the time. He's, he's, the, he's the whisperer with guys like Enigmas like um, James Roberts. They should be able to trade James Roberts for, um, let me just see... What I'm saying is I don't think... I think they could trade him if they wanted to, but they obviously... You can't. I th- well, like, well, no, we're paying him 500k a year, and yes, he's playing Queensland Cup, but we don't, we're still, the centres we've got at the moment are still a bit untried, um, we still want him, and then he's gone and said, then he, he, they've seen, oh shit, Souths are paying him 600k a year, uh, then I don't know what happens, then they might say, well, okay. I don't okay, think you-, you can actually extract, there's not like a trade market. Like, you know, fantasy football, and it goes through the commissioner, the Todd, Todd Greenberg, rubber stamps it, boom, you know, they'll get a medical and blah, blah, blah. You know, that, there needs to be a market. There needs to be, you actively shopping players and trading players needs to be a part until a deadline of, let's just say, July 1st, and then the trade market's over. It's just something that the um, NRL are missing a trick. It sounds, it sounds like all, all that's missing yeah. is, a, is something to facilitate that market. Exactly. So. So maybe we just need to do an app where all bloody you know, our <laughs> CEOs and coaches can get on and start trading players. It'll be darn sight better than the Supercoach app, I tell you. Yeah, fuck, do not get me started on that Supercoach app. It's just oof, something else. Um, really, really quickly, you've got a shitload of things for the agenda, but I've got a, um, I've got a son that I can hear screaming um, for me to come and get him. Any, anything really quickly that's just grinding your rugby league gears at the moment that you can do in 60 seconds? 
Uh, no, not really, mate. Oh, anything that didn't get get on the show this week can get pushed to next week. Um, again, just everyone, if they want some uh, 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 something talked about next week, just get us on Twitter. Yeah, get us on Twitter, legal, legal underscore council. And then lastly, legal council merch, as you would have seen some of you sent to your inbox, we're basically two-thirds of the way to selling out um, in 72 hours. Your reggae football tees available in medium, large, and extra large. If you are interested, email the legal score, uh, legal council email, Gmail, or hit us up on Twitter, and we will send one out to you in the mail. Um, it's our first drop of merchandise, very well received to date. Um, mate, I might be down Wednesday, Thursday. We might actually end up watching Origin together on Wednesday, so um, I'll let you know, I'll confirm. But in the meantime, you've got to love your league. What? Don't love you, Lee. Jackal loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to load. You know what they say about playing the game? You can't hear it today. I said now. Nah.